Hello and welcome once again to Inside LASE, the MVP pod. I am Max. That's Vince. We join you once again from glorious, cloudy, overcast Eastern Los Angeles here in Alhambra. I'm a little worried about my uh, plans for Memorial Day weekend. I got a brand new Speedo. I was going to hit the beach. I don't know. What's going on? I don't have a brand new Speedo, but I want to go to the beach. So you have an old Speedo then? No, I don't have any Speedo. I have some swoop trunks and some sandals and this nice what wicker length, hat what, what I'd like to break out. But it looks like we're going to get this all weekend. So what, when is summer going to begin? What length are your trunks? Oh, they're pretty lengthy. I wish they were shorter, oh, yeah? just above the knee. I yeah, want them shorter. You're not you're not getting in with the with the times? Not I showing guess off not. those those gams? I probably should. I have some Especially Well, I don't have any tan lines cuz I can't get any tan lines. I mean, you you got the uh that Sunday post, you're, I, I wait for it. I wait for Max. Is Max, oh, is Max on the run? If you guys don't follow Max on social media. Yeah, you, what up? Every Sunday morning-ish or towards the afternoon, wait for it. Max has got, got his run. He'll always have his LAFC cap because he, he's a good company man. Uh, but shirt off. Shirt off. I went Daring. to, as, as I'll, we'll talk a little bit, I went to see The Cure, and after the show at the Hollywood Bowl, you run out and all the hot dog carts are there, and they're trying to sell you. This one dude showed up, and it's on my social media, put a table up and had a full bar and there's police everywhere. He's obviously can't be selling, uh, uh, you know, uh, drinks on the side. And I, I left him a five dollar tip. I go, just be for you being so brassy. And he had a full bar. He had. I was like, oh yeah, can I get you a tequila soda? And I, <laughs> wow. It was all set could up. Could have made me an old fashioned if I wanted. Got, it was mostly tequila, but there was a bourbon or something there, so he could have done it. So very good. We What's have, coming up on the show? What is coming up on the show? We're all going to be talking about LAFC Galaxy, not the results you would have wanted, but we will tell you here next how you have. LAFC got a lot out of that experience, and we will talk to Enrique Duran, who is uh, the coach of LAFC too, and was a big part of the majority of those players that we saw mm-hmm. on Tuesday night. And I know that you think we're going to, but we are not going to shy away from the. I don't want to say it's the biggest thing that's happened, but it's become the most uh, social media-worthy thing that's happened. We'll talk about it. I know that you guys think that we're just good company people and we don't talk about anything no, we'll, controversial. No, we're going to talk about it, so you better stay tuned. We will ruffle some feathers coming up next on Inside LAFC. MVP! We are underway here on Inside LAFC, Max and Vince podcast. By the way, I uh, saw The Cure at the Hollywood Bowl. How was it? Perfect. Yeah? Perfect music, perfect venue. Sit there. They played for like two hours 40. Mm-hmm. So uh, sat back, let it wash over me. It was what was very the demographic in- like? You know what's crazy? Very Latino. Oh, yeah. But I'd say half Latino. Just like the Smiths and Morrissey, huge yep. in the Mexican community in Los Angeles, uh, the Cure as well there. So I, I, that was certainly, a, I'd say, 35, 40, medium age. Yeah, I think if you're, I not, was on the, I was on the high end. If you're not from Los Angeles, that will surprise you. But here in Los Angeles, when Morrissey plays, we we know it's all Latino. It is, and I think the Cure. It's uh, the crooner. It's the. It's the crooner. reverb. Yeah, yeah. The, Sad boy music. The pompadour hair. Yeah. All that stuff. So uh, it's uh, it was uh, it. it's wonderful. So it was like playing three nights and started on the tour. It's uh, concert season. It's also you know summer it's not, season, it's but not we're summer. not summer. It's not, not sunny season. Got to find something else to do <laughs> while we're in the fifties and not in the eighties here. But. One of those things could certainly be watch more football. Plenty still to look forward to with LAFC, despite the fact that their U.S. Open Cup run has come to a close. Sad trombone. <laughs> Although not really. No. No, I mean, just what an, an experience 
immediately after the look, you would love to see this go on to get into the quarterfinals. There were some upsets with uh, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds and the Birmingham Legion moving on. The final eight teams, anyone could win it. And maybe it's the Galaxy. And if LAFC moved on, maybe it would be them. But immediately after the defeat, LAFC is able to slot in that game, the rescheduled game with Atlanta, just just to show the backlog games <laughs> right? this club is dealing with. We have They've, games that we cannot schedule because of the way it's going with progressing through tournaments. I would say if they had a open cup run to the final, they might have that game. But we don't know where to put this. Yeah. Where do we put this? If they have a good leagues cup well, as well run as, as well. As well as LFC's playing, maybe they just go, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. You would hope. Because look at the standings. They've played like two games less, three games less than some clubs. Top of the West. And they're in top spot in the West. So things are going very well. But I, that is obviously a bitter pill. And you had a great idea here to start this podcast asking the question to all of you out there, thanks to our wonderful listeners. If I was an LAFC fan, how should I feel about this result? Well, and the reason why I had that was because, you know, first of all, don't lose often at BMO. So uh, it's hard to... There's not a lot of experience with this, but normally there's like kind of some people pissed off and there's some anger and some aggro, but like the game ended and there's like this feeling of, I don't want to say joy, but there was a lot of pride, um, a lot of good feelings. I'm I'm walking around, people are smiling and it's it's the kids, man. Like they they came out and especially in that first half, uh, I think we all went into it going, I don't know what to expect and then left there going, I feel really, really good about this. Yes, I I do want to beat the Galaxy. I do want to progress. I do want trophies. But if my team is going to go out there and play like that, then that's the way I want them to to play and defeat. Should have had a goal in that first half. I mean, they were peppering around their beautiful exchanges. Should have had a goal right before the Galaxy scored. Yes, indeed. It certainly could have changed. could have looked a lot different. But uh, with those two games, uh, just to be able to feed all of— Well, how did you feel? Wait, don't— Oh, by the way, I have to mention, we'll, we'll talk to Enrique Duran, who's been overseeing the LAFC, too, and he'll have some interesting answers. How you, did I you, feel? Yeah, you answer the question. How, how do you think people should feel coming out of that? I think... That's, I, 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 you, I was reading that last night, and I was trying to figure out... Um, again, I, you, I think you have to feel pretty proud, and you've got to see like a proof of concept about how these things work. The question certainly being, do you, how do you... Field that team. Remember, there's no game this weekend, and then you have CCL coming up Wednesday, May 31st. The trip to Mexico, which is going to be, you know, priority number one. It's going to be pretty. Uh, it's going to be a, a big shock to the system because you, it's not just fly in, fly out like an MLS game. Mm-hmm. You have to. It's going to take a bigger block of time. I think you have to feel really proud about where this club is. You look at the introduction with Eric Duenas, who is, in, in many ways, helped helped by this LAFC2 experience to become a first-team player. Mm-hmm. He really is embedded in there. And now you can see the pathway for a few other guys. You've had two important games that uh, have given those guys uh, – it's, it's certainly here, and Enrique, we, we talked about it, playing against yeah. another level of players. Whether Chicharito and Ricky Pucher playing at the best level, those are two huge names that they took the field with. You can only imagine what it was like for Nathan Ortaz or uh, Julian Gaines to be out there and, and join that moment. But this is uh, – I, I think you could feel, I wish we had another game, and I wish we didn't lose to the Galaxy. I think those are valid points. But uh, looking at those two games, that body of work, this is the best thing we have seen, waiting for the academy to build, waiting for LAFC 2, which got their first victory, waiting for that to kind of click into place. It feels it has been accelerated mm-hmm. by these these two games. Yeah, because don't forget, last year, round of 16, played the Galaxy in Carson. That was the game that 
the 3252 came out of that and said, this is not good enough. We are going right. to protest. This is not good enough. We are going to sh- we are going to make our voices heard by not making ourselves heard by going out there and protesting. And that kind of turned around the season in in that instance. Um, but like I said, this time we lose. And you're right. You you want to win. I, we're not making excuses. We're not saying that that's okay. But the way that they played was uh, like the 3252 said after that Galaxy match last year. It's like, look, losses happen, but we want more. We we need we need to feel. Like you cared about it, like you gave it your all, and I think everyone left there going, "Those kids gave it 100%." And they, look, they were close, man. They were, they were it really was, close. It, it was two, two in, in incredible goals that. Two I individual mean, goals. Yes, uh, the Tyler Boyd one could have sailed high. I mean, the Ricky Pooch when he got into close range, it's great skills, and yeah, that is certainly bound to happen. But they, sh- they, it was weird to see that they didn't score a goal. Yeah, I wanted them to get one. Yeah. Because they deserved it. They certainly pushed it. And it was very entertaining. You know, you watch that first 45, you go, that was some good football. And sometimes this U.S. Open Cup gets lost in the shuffle of everything. Don Garber even said it. He goes, you know, it's hard to find. It is. Yeah. To find these games and he said the, product the quality of the game, the, the signals when you're watching it, obviously, at home. I, I watched that. And I watched the highlights when I got home. It was, it's not perfect. I, I know they're, they're limited the way they could produce it. But uh, that said... LAFC and the Galaxy always illuminate that tournament. These two games from last year and this year. Mm-hmm. And anytime these two teams play, it gives people so much to talk about. And it certainly gave people something to talk about at the end of this one, which we will discuss as well. Before we get to that, we are in agreement fielding that group with predominantly LAFC two kids. And it wasn't just them. You know, Bogush, Buke, uh, Mahala, all young players, but mm-hmm. first team players and very good right. ones at that. Uh, did join the fray, so there wasn't. It wasn't like the Monterey Bay team. Mm-hmm. You had a lot more options, but by and large, a smart move not to bring in a Buanga, a Vela, uh, John McCarthy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, and you have to say, and this is hindsight, but when you see the way that the team played, it clearly was the right move because they took it to them and they had a chance to win that game. There's no saying that just because you put Carlos Vela on the pitch and you put Buanga on the pitch that they're going to win that game. Let's be honest. Anytime you play LAFC Galaxy, we don't know what to expect. So the people that are saying, yeah, but if we would have played our guys the way that they played, they might have played differently. And then on top of it, the fatigue, the possibility of injury. It, it, it was the right move. Um, I think it's one of those lessons that we always have to say, we only know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. Steve has so much more data uh, about how, much, how many minutes these guys have logged, what, where they're at in their fitness, where they're at in their fatigue. Uh, if he made this call, uh, he did it knowing that it was the right thing for the bigger prize but also again he gave the guys some chances and it's funny to point out we go the kids uh the front line was 20 years old 21 and 21 yes they're first teamers but like stipe Mahal- we, are we allowed to call a 21 year old a kid anymore probably not yeah right because i always say that on when i tweet i go hey these kids are great and i go hey stop using that word kid if they're even right. they're 19 or 20 because they're not bogus is 21 uh, like come on young I mean, men yeah, yes, they're in a different spot in their career, but they're still young. Uh, they still have a lot of lessons to learn, as we've seen. So it it, it was the right call. I, but I, I'd be lying if I said when I first saw the lineup that I thought that that's what was going to happen. Uh, I, I, you know, I looked at it and said, okay, well, hopefully we can uh, put in a respectable performance. Well, and you also looked at the Galaxy lineup, which was Yeah, and then you see fully the Galaxy loaded. fully loaded. Every, it's, I mean, I think the, the one change that they made, bringing in Boyd for Raheem, probably – if they would have started that, that would have been like the top, top yeah. tier lineup. But uh, yeah, when you looked at their lineup, you knew they're they're going for it, and they 
they really weren't on the front foot. Like yep. there was big spells where LAFC were just hammering them and couldn't let wouldn't let them out. Um, again, those goals, individual goals. It's like nothing the Galaxy did that like this team was was really special or team oriented. They, you know, they have a Ricky Pooch, they have a Tyler Boyd, two internationals, and they they came they through did what they did. in a big way. We're able to quell Chicharito. I will add about going back to the question of how LAFC fans should feel. This was, and I think you could sense it, and the conversation on social media would certainly attest to that. This was a, a make-or-break situation for the Galaxy. They were coming off maybe their worst defeat. They got smashed by DC United. I mean, after that bad. game, I was like, this is it for the Galaxy? I mean, that's very difficult to come back. They were given that time, and based on that lineup... And based on the way things rolled out and what we saw in the reaction, you could see a lot of emotions in that coming out for the Galaxy because they they needed that. I mm -hmm. mean, it's it, they were scared in the first forty-five minutes when that penalty doesn't go in, and then yes, based off of that result save. before, great save. Well, really bad penalty, yes. but good good on Eldon to go to guess the right way. Um, you could see little cracks where it was like, yeah. guys, is the cracks it, is are it, still there, by the way. Yeah, it's, this is it's not fixed. This but is they are glossy. Look, it's this is something the Galaxy, many clubs before them have done it. Things aren't going well. Let's focus on maybe winning a trophy. The U.S. Open Cup affords you that opportunity because you can get to a final in three wins. And now they are well, I'll uh, tell in you the what, quarterfinals. They're not getting past my Pittsburgh Riverhounds. That's that, all my support. I think all Pittsburgh's in. playing Cincinnati. It's fine. Birmingham Legion have a home game in the quarterfinals. And uh, I wish we had better coverage of the U.S. Open Cup so we could see these games because they are very interesting and worth worth tuning in. Actually, the crowd at Pittsburgh was amazing. It's like it was like 13,000 in this little park, but mm -hmm. intense uh, images certainly coming out. Yeah, they of beat that. the crew. Crew's pretty good. Crew's good. Crew's a good team. So uh, the big thing to talk to take away from that and just to reiterate. Yeah, I wrapped it up. Nothing else happened. No, there was something big. Oh. Uh, and once again, just proof when LAFC and Galaxy play, everyone wants to talk about it. And a big part is the personalities that uh, are that participate that in the past, currently, and maybe in the future. But Ricky Pooch doing the messy celebration, lifting that up. Um, your reaction, because I text you, because I was like, I go, look, this is what you get. If you're LAFC and this team needs uh, uh, a pump of uh, confidence, they're going to let it all hang out. If this rivalry has kind of gone back and forth uh, to the point where, you know, it's been very support-driven that if you have a moment like that, it's it's a testament to the rivalry as well that someone's going to kind of do like do that. I wish he didn't do it. It was, uh, I, I would always say, do your own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it just kind of brings something uh, from the outside that didn't really belong in that space. Mm -hmm. But by all means, he had every, every reason to celebrate and kind of be obnoxious if you wanted to because that's a big goal for the Galaxy and... Uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, stress and all the other stuff that's been affecting them kind of washed off them for a moment because of that goal, because of that result. Uh, and we'll talk about what ensued after. But, you know, that's my take. It looks, you don't have to like it. Uh, I didn't like it, but they could do whatever they want. By Asso. <laughs> By Asso. No. Um, I like the look over too when he did it. He's like. Giorgio yeah, Killeen. we'll talk. We'll talk about that. I, I did. That was my initial reaction, though. But that's that it was cheesy. Well, my gut reaction. He, what he did was a gut reaction to scoring a great goal, and so you can understand that. And great individual goal, emotions are flowing, 
And my initial reaction was, if that's his initial reaction, I was like, what a clown. Like, come on, you just played a bunch of, uh, against a bunch of kids. There are a lot of kids that probably, regardless of him being on the Galaxy, look up to this player, want to yeah, be this player, that's right? that's a good point. And he, he does that. My other thing was, Greg Vandy, you might want to sub that guy out um, because <laughs> when he, uh, you know, one, don't go to that north end and do something like that. But two, the, there might be some players that said, well, it's 2-0 now. I might take some liberties with you. Um, and and uh, You would wish he would be above it. Well, it looked like the team was above it, um, and, and thankfully that didn't happen. But it, it's, it's a very real thing that could happen. My, my take is this. <laughs> I could be wrong. Ricky Pooge is a player that has been all about Ricky Pooge for a long time, um, and it's probably the reason why he's not at Barcelona. I mean, remember he got into it with Xavi, uh, and I'm not saying Xavi's totally um, immune to these things, uh, but he's a, known as more of a classy player, and and so I just I felt like the celebration was more about him than the Galaxy, and then to after the game say, well, their fan base gets really excited, and they say a lot of things, and maybe they take it a little too far. By asshole. Bud. You just uh, you you said the, the quiet part out loud. Like don't yeah. don't let them know because yeah. now they know. You figured he'd know better. About I'm gonna that. guarantee you the next time you come to BMO Stadium, it's not gonna get better. You've, uh, yeah, you've made it. Comp- you've complicated your life certainly uh, moving ahead. And I think there are some issues there with Ricky Pooch. When you watch him, it's just this electric talent um, that uh, immediately is the best player on the field in most games that he plays. Certainly in major as long league as the ball's soccer, at his feet. You could argue the best talent in the league. Yes. Uh, when you look at it, um, what he's he's capable of doing, it I felt like it was a little beneath him, but I, I yeah, just with the season that he's having, um, again celebrate, but maybe that wasn't don't bring so much attention to you when you're not having a good season. Yes. Your team is also not having a good season. Um, but for someone who covers this, this sport in this club, oh yeah, we, we love see, it. We love the fact that he did it because and again, yeah. it was all Twitter. Everyone was going to U.S. Open Cup. No one cares, but here's LAFC and Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Drawing a lot of traffic on social media because of this, because it was Ricky Pooch, because it was Giorgio Chiellini. And I think maybe that's where us being uh, LAFC content providers and, and broadcasters, it maybe uh, bothers me just a little bit because you know on all the shows that are not focused on the game because you know MLS is still on the lower tier, Open Cup is even lower. Um, they're going to show the goals and they're going to show that and no one's going to talk about the fact that for 45 minutes an LAFC team of half kids and a couple of young players really took it to the Galaxy and had a chance to win that game. I I, I think I watched ESPN FC. They showed the two goals. They didn't talk about the the incident. They talked a little bit about the celebration, but that's it. So we were losing because that's taken. It's just taken over the football part of it for. Sure. And and that's not but his, I, I, that's not his fault. That's not no. his job. But you know when something like that happens unfortunately in the space that we're in with the limited time that we're in that's all we're going to talk about and that's on the national level i don't think they would have talked about it at all right uh, i don't think they would say hey look at the, so what happened in du- this du- dual edged sword yeah i think it just opens things up because i you know it, we're in an echo chamber here that covers soccer i mean if there no one even knows many ways these open cup games mm-hmm. other than us cuz we're 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 close to it so any kind of a publicity or any kind of attention, I think, is good because it involves big personalities here. And I think, you know, one thing that you also mentioned is that Giorgio Chiellini's there. He's not playing, supporting his club, supporting these kids, mm-hmm. kids, young men, uh, along this incredible journey. So I, th- that is something you can take a, a, a lot of pride in, that uh, LAFC are really hands-on with the players who are playing, with the players who are not playing. It is a big family atmosphere, and they, they look after each other. And I think that's part of what Giorgio Chiellini was doing here. Yeah, I mean, 
Carlos was there with his wife. Yes. Sifu, you see Ryan Hollingshead. You see him at the LAFC 2 game. It's usually four or five players yeah, all the all time. they're all there to support. Ilya is there, of course. I mean, he comes all the way down to Fullerton to check out the games. Murray's been at games. Like, the, the, the support and the camaraderie between the team, between the levels is great. And, uh, yeah, I guess we can talk about now Giorgio's response to Ricky Pooch. I think my takeaway from that is, like, man, he's all in. Like, yeah. we knew he was all in on LAFC, but it's like every time – he just keeps pushing it up another level. Like, this guy is just – he's all in. I, in – the protection of uh, of his players and and you know he didn't have to do that. He could, you could say, in a lot of ways, and I love Giorgio. You could say he's above that too. Yeah, I think with Giorgio, he's been here just over a year, right? But he's black and gold. He's and black and gold. He hasn't played a lot of Not games. Not even a year. August will be his yeah, year. Yeah, he hasn't played a lot of games. But I don't think if anyone asked anything about Giorgio Clini, you really couldn't say, oh, it's been. It, it was a bad fit. It hasn't because he is here all the time. He is a presence. He is. I, he has doubled the order of coffee in the, the cafeteria here, and we all we all enjoy a nice lot hot of, espresso a lot of with a little spumante on yeah, it. Little cappuccinos and lattes before? Yeah. No, no, not anymore. Espresso. <laughs> it's espresso, and uh, he, he he's so gracious gracious with us yeah. across the board. And when he does play, he he makes a big impact. So I mean, obviously he's not playing now, but it it doesn't seem like he's going to put his head down. And I would imagine would have to ask him if at one point he does decide to walk away he's still going to have some sort of connection or mm-hmm. presence here he just really he's he either a he just loves the football environment i don't know how he was at juventus i'm sure he was very similar but he has approached this like it's very important to him and i think that will remain it's a, there's a closest between this club and georgia Chiellini that i don't think you see mm-hmm. with many players well this this show is always here to squash cliches and one of the cliches when whenever a player like Giorgio comes in is like well he'll be so good in the dressing room and this and this we hate to break it to you that doesn't always happen but no. he has literally been the, be the exact opposite yeah, he has been the epitome he's the exception that proves the rule because yes he really is it's not just his play on the field he is working with all these guys off the field he's clearly all bought in he loves Los Angeles he's black and gold through and through and he's going to put his neck on the line in moments when when he feels like he needs to step in and I think that's the biggest takeaway from that moment. Yeah. What do you, just to think, any any publicity MLS will get that video of Ricky Pooch being interviewed and Giorgio Chiellini coming out. Yeah, we need to going, get it. By asshole, you, you get, it gets illuminated inside that tunnel. Let's make sure we have tunnel over. cam from now on. But that's going to be picked up in Spain. That's going to be picked up in Italy. That's big news in the world soccer cycles. Yep. And it happened here in a U.S. Open Cup game, a nondescript U.S. Open Cup game in the round of 16. Yep. Between two rivalries. So and ultimately. Good. Not even that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. Yeah. Not that it's, big it happened. of a deal. I, I guarantee, if, and he has been in and around training today, um, I guarantee if we saw him, he'd just go, it's over. It's done. It happened. Very good. And two more meetings with uh, the Galaxy in league play to fix it. But LAFC, you don't want to lose your rivalry, obviously, but they've done enough this season to tilt and last season, winning another playoff game, winning away to tilt things in their favor. One quick question. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so quick. One question about what we take away from this experience uh, with the Galaxy in the U.S. Open Cup. It came, it went, had some fanfare. We move on. Plenty on the calendar still for LAFC, including the CCL final, which uh, I know people are going to start getting very nervous about, the League's Cup, and then trying to defend your MLS Cup. But from this game, what was your takeaway? My takeaway was Nathan Ordaz. I've been... uh watching him and one of the people that have been made sure to be very measured 
in the way I talk about him because he does excite a lot of people. He's an attacker. Um, he's a young kid, scored some goals that took uh, the U19s uh, to the UPSL semifinal. Uh, I know he scored a goal preseason against Toronto, so a lot of fans really want him to come good, and they think that he might already be there. And he's, he's not quite there, but this was the game that I thought he might be that much closer to really cementing his way into the rotation uh, to the point where it's not just, hey, throw him out there for five minutes um, because he deserves a, a little run. I, th I think he's uh, now uh, staked his claim in a similar way to Eric Duenas. And I, uh, honorable mention to Duenas, every minute that I watch him, I, he now seems to belong more he looks, and more. He's looked look like, yeah, like strong I, out there. He's like pushing some people around. Yeah, Because you see like, Eric, he's not a big kid. So I can call him a kid still. Yeah. But he, he's a strong one. Eric is one I feel like I don't have to point out because he's just he's part of the he's part of the setup. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not just the strength on the ball. He, he does some things where he shifts the ball from side to side. Uh, he takes risks. And so uh, every minute that I've watched him, he's, he's seen more and more like a first player. And I feel like this was the game where I watched Ordaz. I watched his strength on the wall, ball, his change of pace, his decision making, uh, some good playmaking. He had the most uh, open shots, only two, but most open shots on target of any player from LAFC in that game. Um, that was a really good game. And I think I would say the one last thing about him that was the biggest thing was didn't hide. A lot no, of times a lot didn't. of times you get forwards that are going to go like, well, I'll, I'll, when the when he gets into the box, then I'll come to life. Now, he was willing to to drop back, to 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 step into the spaces where it might have been a little tight for him to get on the ball, ask for the ball, point to where he wanted the ball, and that was that was something really good to see. So now I I would say I kind of moved him up a level where I really could see him uh, getting into the rotation and getting some sub-appearances where they're longer than five, six minutes. LAFC had an amazing post about Eric Duenas where audio about how he used to be in the 32-52 back in 2018-19. He was cheering on that team, and now he's on the field. That's what you can always dream about. You hear it at other clubs, but for the first time it's really happened at LAFC. Uh, that's certainly a proof of concept. Yuli, you were lipping. Were you saying Julian Gaines? Okay, I just want to say, because I want to say Julian Gaines too, yeah. and not specifically him, but also Nathan Ordaz. But these two games, to me, shows the pathway where the connection from Steve Chirondolo and our guest here, Enrique Duran, who we'll be uh, talking to here in a couple minutes, uh, how they want this academy, how they want LAFC 2 to work and have that pipeline to where they can break through on the first team. We have seen it with Eric Duenas. He is not going anywhere. He is a part of that rotation. Nathan Ordaz... Might be breaking I, in. Breaking in very soon. And listen, you know, with Eric Duenas and Christian Torres and Tony Leone, they're all fantastic players with great, great futures. But Nathan Ordaz, because of the position he plays and the way he plays it, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a different level. That's a kind of player that we don't develop in the U.S. a lot. Nope. Very good dribblers, successful. Um, not like a traditional number 10. You know, I see Diego Luna, who's with the under-20s. They're not the same, but they are that kind of creative uh, attacking player. Um that you would hope the U.S. produces more of, mm -hmm. and now it, it's certainly going there. And obviously, Nathan Ordez has some options where he wants to represent uh, nationally on the future. But for a guy we knew had the talent, we see him starting to check that off, and being here helps him. And then Julian Gaines, you know, could he be a, a, the next fullback up with that group, which got pretty thin there, where Sergi had to play some center back? Yep. I think we're going to see. We're going to look back at this, and it's accelerating the pathway for one for sure, maybe two, maybe three players to log first team minutes yeah. back into the summer. And and like Eric Duenas, let's not forget that Julian Gaines spent a long time dealing with a, a, a tricky injury, uh, is not 
naturally actually different than Dwayne is in the fact that uh, he actually moved to fullback. Dwayne just went from fullback to mid. Julian Gaines is an attacker that's now taking up the fullback position. And you're right, his positional awareness, his strength on the ball uh, was very was very good. He was able to move the ball forward. He's tricky, um, so he uses still some of those attacker uh, mindsets and, and, and skill set. I, I thought he was very good. I, I, it, since we're talking about players, I want to add on uh, Danny Chrysostomo. Uh, oh, I think he had like a and he just a solid game. At, he was going more, after some people too, which yeah, was great. As to more see. the six, give no quarter. Um, him and Duenas were kind of a double pivot, but he was really the one at the base. Um, very clean in possession, uh, helping the tempo, uh, and I like the fire. I like the fire. He, he got a little fired up there. Danny's gonna stick around, whether it's with LFC or somewhere else. Danny has a, a future, and the time he spent the last two years has not gone to waste because I think it was well documented about how close he was to walking away. Yeah as a professional because it wasn't falling into place. Well, let's not forget that, yes, next week will be CONCACAF Champions League, and we can all say that that's kind of a chapter that we can close, and hopefully it'll be a good closing of the chapter. But the games are not going to slow down, so we're going to need guys. And so I think, I think to your point, Danny's going to be important even after we get past the CCL part of the season. So there you go. Uh, it is now in our rearview mirror, the uh, LAFC, LA Galaxy, U.S. Open Cup Part 2, Part 2. I went to part two. It went Mark, right for Charlie me. That Sheen. went right to yeah, Charlie Sheen. Great movie. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe want to re-see it. All hot those, shots. Hot shots. Naked Gun. All those types of movies. I miss those. You can't really make yeah, those they don't anymore. Make... <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, maybe it'll go be cyclical and come back. Airplane. But we'd love to bring on a, the chances of LAFC and the Galaxy meeting in U.S. Open Cup as we've seen the last two years is very real. So I think we'll get to see it maybe again next year. Seems like there's they're all in that a, same pot. There's always at least a 33% chance, right? Correct. So there we'll go. Coming up here on Inside LAFC MVP Podcast, it is time for our guest, Enrique Duran, the head coach of LAFC, joins us to talk about that Galaxy game, to talk about the development of players, and what is next for LAFC 2. Here on Inside LAFC, the MVP with Enrique Duran, head coach of LAFC2. We have we have a few questions. There's a lot's happening around the club, but I would love to get your thoughts right at the top. To see the guys that you've been coaching go on this Open Cup run. It ended uh, against the Galaxy, but in particular that game, your thoughts when you see these guys that you've helped mold take the field, BMO Stadium, an important game against the big rivalry. Yeah, look, uh, at the end, I think that when we started with this uh, project of the second team, uh, we were looking to develop players. We were looking just to provide the players the opportunity that uh, they were looking for, okay, to play for the for the first team. And at the end, uh, having that chance to play against Monterrey first, uh, getting a good result, a positive result for the for the club, and then having the opportunity just to represent LAFC uh, against the Galaxy. I think that was uh, the best opportunity that these kids could uh, could have. And the most important thing is that they were performing well. Okay, that's at the end the most important thing. It's not something that they were just getting uh, because the club wanted to provide them a, a, a present. No, it was just because they deserve it. Okay, and based on the job that they did in Monterrey and based on the job that they did the other day against the Galaxy, I think that they did a good a good job and we need to be very proud of the job real, that they did. Uh, real quickly, I was saying like uh, a guy like Duenas who's made it to the LAFC first team and Nathan and a few others who really haven't had a chance to, to, to go onto that field and say, hey, did you have conversations with them? Did you sense them enjoying that or 
preparing for that moment? I think that uh, at the end, since uh, they were joining the, the the club when they were part of the of the academy, they have been always they have been always thinking about that moment, no? Uh, of course, that you are talking with them like about hey, you need to have a good game. Yes, show some personality when you are going to be stepping on the field. And at the end, is what they were trying to trying to do. Uh, sometimes you have some uh, doubts as a coach just to see how the players are going to be responding to the to the challenge. And uh, like I say before, I cannot be more proud of the way that they were approaching that that challenge because they were representing all of us uh, really well on the field. Yeah, did you feel you had to have felt like in some ways it was a test for you as well, right? Look, for sure. At the end, we 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 have been working for uh, more than five years trying to develop players from uh, from the academy. It was a project that when John uh, and Todd came to me and they were explaining how the process was gonna be uh, working, uh, you always have doubts. You don't know if at the end of the of the of this process we are gonna be producing some players that are gonna be good enough just to perform for the for the club. No, and of course they were on the field. Uh, but I was more nervous than some of them. Okay, for that reason, for, to your previous question, I think that sometimes the one that needs to, to have a conversation <laughs> with the players is myself. <laughs> well, well how, did, how did the selection process work? I know I know Steve knows these players, um, and, and you guys are always collaborative. It's not like all of a sudden he just showed up and said, hey, today I'm going to look at training and I'm going to watch some guys. But how, how does it work? Was, it, was there times when he said, you know, I'm looking at this guy and you had to say, uh, maybe or like just take can you take us through that yeah that's for sure the, the good thing that we have right now at the at the club is like we have uh, a lot of conversations we communicate a lot about the players uh, we are having also the opportunity this season to to have our home games here in LA that was something that was giving us a, a hard time in the past and that is allowing us to be closer to all the players that we think that they will have an opportunity to play for the for the first team based on the needs of the of the first team some some weeks uh, Steve is asking for some specific positions or specific players and that communication is helping us just to really provide the opportunity to the ones that we think that are uh, providing the best also in the at the second team uh, level no uh, not always the best players are the ones that are making it it's sometimes the ones that are consistently performing well or the ones that are just picking all these ideas or uh, coaching uh, points that we are going to be trying to develop on them What's well, a real interesting dynamic about how this works? Because you're coaching this LEC, you're the head coach. You you're preparing to go uh, take on the Tacoma defense here. You're on a, on a road trip. Defiance. Defiance. I say the defense. Yeah. Defiance. I'm sorry. But you'll should've... take on their defense yeah. as well. You'll take yeah. on their defense. They're gonna be defending, no problem. <laughs> but to have that <laughs> to have that resource with Steve, and he's you know he's in charge there of those Open Cup games. Um, what are the challenges there? Maybe not the challenges, but to, to make sure that all those communications are well received, even though it's coming from different voices. Yeah, at the end, look, what is important is that we are in the same page. Okay, we know that uh, we have like different goals right now uh, during the season. The first team, we know that they are just going to be thinking about championships and thinking about how they are going to be getting closer to these uh, stages during the season. For us, because we are not losing uh, the point of being trying to develop players and trying to provide players to the first team that are going to be helping what they are just trying to build. Uh, it's making a, my job a bit easier, okay? Uh, we have been talking a lot about the team not getting positive results on the field, okay? But what a positive result means for us is maybe different than what it means for other clubs, okay? For us, a positive result is to see the other day six, seven, eight guys from the second team uh, playing against the Galaxy, uh, more than maybe winning on Saturday or, or, or losing on Saturday, you know? But what it's important at the end that we think also that results on the field are going to be starting to happen to the, for the second team as soon. And they did. You, yeah. got, you got that W. Yeah, and, and, and at, at the end, there are 
too many ways just to, to, to represent success. And I think that we are in the, the right track, we are in the right way. And we are just trying to continue with the job that we are doing. And for that reason, all of us will need to be aligned. All of us will need to be together on it. And I think that long term is when we are going to be having opportunity to see even more, more results about it. Who are you, uh, you know, because Max and I have our, we were watching the game, we obviously have our eyes on the game, but we see the game differently than you do. So who were some of the standouts for you? What were some of the things that they were doing that you really liked in this in the match against the Galaxy? Yeah, look, against the, the Galaxy, the, the, the main thing, it was like to see how they were going to be approaching the first minutes of the game. And as soon as I saw them stepping on the field and starting to see the personality that they show at the beginning of the game, I think that was something that really picked my, my eye. No, Then individually, I can just go to, to each player just to let him know things that they were doing well and things that they were not doing well. But also the most important thing is that they were doing it against really good players. Okay. Yeah, the best uh, level they've ever played yeah, against, that's, right? Th that's the point. We were just discussing before the game. All of them have been international players playing in Europe. A lot of experience against kids that they are just getting out of the academy process to start to have these kind of experiences. No, Every time that they were getting punished, it was a lesson. Every time that they were having a little bit of success, it was a lesson for them. And what they would like to, or what we would like them to, to have the opportunity in the future is to have these experiences more often because it's the best way for them to continue with, with their development. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, the pers I will say personality, uh, to, sh to show also the, the, their skills, their ability in some phases of the, of the game. And at the end, it's for sure that the, the, the learning process that they went through during the, during the game. It was a really good lesson for them. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, and I, I don't want to, I, I I'm not pointing him out uh, because uh, I want to point out Javen. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that in the first half, um, a little timid. Um, and I know that the goal gets scored against him. Not much you can do. Tyler Boyd cut that, and then the shot. Not much you can do. But I thought that in the second half, he was more proactive. Um, he he was he was willing to say, okay, I can step forward and try to make a tackle, knowing that my teammate might pick me up. Whereas maybe in the first half, he seemed, well, if I go out there and I'm on my own, I, am I am I seeing that right? Did, yeah, were you starting I, to see I, I those think, things? I think that that what we we could see in some of the players during the first half, and not to 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 go very specific in one guy is like. Having some academy habits and also some second team uh, habits because they, the challenges that they were facing the other day were completely new for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, the ability that uh, the the players of the galaxy were showing in some phases of the game, uh, the Ricky's, the boy, the the Chicharito, it's something that was really hard for them just to to to, to experience in the past. And that's what uh, sometimes you can have that uh, feeling, no? that the players have been a bit timid. Or no, maybe they were trying to defend the way that they were used to defend in the mm -hmm. past. no? And when they uh, identified this kind of uh, challenge that they were facing, it was a bit different. They just needed just to create uh, different ways to defend or different ways to attack. And that was the positive of that game, is that not only that they were on the field, that they were starting to figure it out uh, ways for them to become better players. Okay, and that was something very interesting yeah, uh, from my side. I, I, you can answer it better than I could, but I just think those two games, we wish there were more, but those two games, this LAFC two team, which really is the academy in many, many ways. So just to give you some some context, most, I don't know if most, uh, uh, a ton of uh, these MLS clubs use LAFC, their second team as guys that are going to come play. They're in their mid-20s. I remember St. Louis City had Roman Berkey play a couple games. He's a 32, 33-year-old keeper. But this is the youngest team in LAFC 2. And everyone's looking for that next young player. So how do you balance that where uh, you still want to give them the coaching and have them develop when... Uh, 
maybe at 18, 19, we're seeing it with Eric Duenas now, they will be really pushed to become a first-team player. And that's a that's a tricky yeah. little balance because they're still kids. Yeah, that, that's the, the most important thing. As much as we saw uh, a lot of positive things on uh, Tuesday, uh, now is the time for me also just to humble the players a little bit, okay, to work in all these uh, weaknesses, or all these areas that we identify as areas of improvement for them. And time, I think that is going to be the most uh, the, the, the most important thing. Okay, we need to provide them the time that they need to continue with their development. We need to provide them the time to really understand that they are close, but they still far. Okay, and uh, if they are not understanding that part, it's going to be very difficult for them just to really make the next level. I think that Eric is a perfect example. He was very close to make it. He picked up an injury that uh, kept him out of the field for almost a year. And when he came back, I think that all that time that he was uh, or he didn't have the opportunity to play was allowing him to identify some areas that he needed to improve. And that is what is making now Eric's success, success uh, very important for the rest of the academy players. No, you need to keep working and you need to keep They're seeing uh, that. Yeah, you need to keep developing. And that's what Eric, Eric did. And look where he is right now. Brilliant. And we'll, we'll, it's such an exciting time for all of this. But uh, just real quick, but those two games, when you look and you go to bed, you say, was that was that was maybe a couple of three four months of work into 180 minutes for sure i think that is the work of the the, the entire organization since the the, the, the we decided just to to move uh, to lafc2 after two years play competing in the usl i think that all the work that we have been putting behind that team uh, finally we had the opportunity to see some of the uh, the areas that we wanted to develop on on these players no uh, I need to be very honest. I think that two games has been enough for this season because I was super stressed. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait what, what's the I angle here? Super, super stressed because I wanted the best for these uh, for these kids, and it's uh, sometimes hard uh, as a coach just to really provide them all the the the, the, the coaching points that you want to give them in in these kind of games. But they made me proud as a coach. I think that the work that we have been doing for months, uh, it's really helping them to get closer to what we want or what we are expecting from them. And I'm just uh, expecting them to continue developing and to continue to, to work as hard as possible for them to have more opportunities in the future. I said 180 minutes was 210 minutes and a penalty shootout. <laughs> yeah, yes. Look at that. It's coaching for you right now. But you want, you, the funny thing is that in the, in the MLS Next Pro, we play like three oh, or four right. penalty shootouts and we lost all of them. And the most important one of the season is the one that we won. It was all meant to be. Uh, Enrique, always great to chat with you. Have a good, uh, have a good trip, and uh, let's keep getting those wins for LAFC too. It's been fun. To, it's been a, f a fun companion to see with LAFC how that's how they've been coming together as well as keeping in their separate lanes. No, thank you guys. We will push for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he's got to run because they got to go take on the Tacoma Defiance. Um, and if uh, Tacoma the, Defiance it, it, sounds better than Defiance, uh, maybe. I'm and just if the, these guys did think that you know it's going to be the same as uh, taking the field at Bank or BMO, sorry, Woo, my bad, BMO, uh, they're going to be sorely mistaken. So they're going to learn a lesson here. But we're going to have you on again because we need to talk with you longer the next time. Yes, yes, for sure. Inside LAC MVP, rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend, available on YouTube or here for your audio on where all podcasts are found. We'll, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking some CCL.